a 20th anniversary celebration of Take Control Authors. This is Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, in the last episode, I told you this was going to be Take Control Week, and it is because we have a Take Control Authors Group reunion. It is quite a panel, and so things are going to look and sound a little bit different because I'm going to let these folks run. We're going to go around the table, let you know who's here, and then after that, it's going to be a free-for-all. Here we go. (laughs) First up, and I'm taking my screen. It may look a little bit different than yours. Um, Jeff Borton. Uh, Hi, I'm Jeff Porton. I'm the author of Take Control of Your Productivity. Ted Landau. Yes, hi, I am Ted Landau, and I um, am the author of Take Control of Your iPhone. Uh, I'll just add that I wanted to do a Take Control book for a long time before I did and had trouble finding something that I thought was appropriate. And then the iPhone came out and I did it. And I believe it was the first Take Control book that, that, that we did on the iPhone. And then at some point, Tanya told me that the iPhone had gotten too big to be one book. It was going to have to be 16 books or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I think the stage left at that point, but it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed working with him. Great. Kirk McElhern. Chuck, good to see you again. Um, I'm one of the first Take Control authors. I wrote Take Control of Users and Accounts on your Mac back in the – well, this was – Mac OS X was new, and user accounts were new. Um, I think my book came out in the second release, like the second month, but I was one of the first group. I've since written <clears throat> Take Control of Customizing Microsoft Office, which is out of print, um, Take Control of Scrivener, Take Control of iTunes, which has become Take Control of macOS Media Apps, Take Control of Launch Bar, Take Control of – come on, Tanya, remind me. What's the other one? <laughs> the other one, come on. It says Scrivener. It just says Launch Bar, Scrivener. Media One apps. of the rogue amoeba products. Oh. Oh, Audio Hijack. Audio Hijack. Yeah. And I think there was another one back in the day that's out of print, but I've still I've got those last four that are still available. In print. In print. Yeah. <laughs> All our books are out of print. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Carlson. Beyond print. Yes. Beyond print, yes. Uh, hello, I'm Jeff Carlson. Uh, I have four books that are currently out. Most recent, Take Control of Apple Watch. And I believe my first one was Take Control of Media on Your iPad. I was just looking that up, and that's the, like the oldest folder that I have on my NAS. So, um, yeah, and uh, I think my minor claim to fame, I've also been with the group since the very beginning. Uh, and I drew the first Gear Guy logo for the very first uh, uh, right. Take Control logo. Mm. Which was quickly replaced because I'm not a designer. <laughs> I was a designer, kind of, sort of, but it, we had it cleaned up by somebody much better. <laughs> Michael E. Cohen. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I'm Michael Cohen. Not not the Trump lawyer, the other one. Uh, <laughs> I think my first Take Control book, if I remember correctly, it's been so long ago, was Take Control of Sinking. Back when sinking was something that wasn't as all over the place as it is now because there's so many different things to sync to and ways to sync. I did a take control of text expander, take control of PDF pen. And then I got involved in this incredibly strange project to, to take control of pages, to document it on the Mac, iPhone, iPad, and the web. And it was, I think the first and maybe only take control book ever published originally in installments. 
<laughs> and it's just now come out with the fourth edition. Charles Dickens is rolling in his grave. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Centers. Hi, I'm Josh Centers. Uh, I started off with Take Control of Apple TV, I think back in 2014. And since then, I've done uh, more iOS books than I can count every year. I've been doing uh, Take Control of iOS book of some kind. Uh, that should really probably should be 16 books. I uh, also do Take Control of Apple Home Automation, Take Control of Notes, and I co-author Take Control of Preview with Adam. Matt Newberg. Yep, I'm Matt Newberg. I was part of the original group. Um, I basically did system books every year. So <clears throat> Panther, Tiger, Leopard, Snow Leopard, Lion, and Mountain Lion between 2003 and 2012. Um, we also had one on Word 2004. Oh, yeah, that's right. Joe Kissel. Hey, I'm Joe Kissel. <laughs> I kind of run this thing now after uh, Adam and Tanya foisted it on me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I I wrote the first of the Take Control books to be published 20 years ago, Take Control of Upgrading to Panther, and... 60 some titles since I I like I have to go back and consult my spreadsheet. I always lose count a lot. Um and uh you know I, I do a lot less writing than actually publishing these days, but uh, I I do some. Adam Angst. Ah, uh, I was the publisher of Take Control from 2003 to 2017, um, and along with uh, touching every book uh, in lots and lots of different ways, I also wrote, see, Take Control of Buying a Mac, uh, obviously, and then Take Control of Preview with Josh. Gosh, was there anything else? Oh, come on. iKey? Bookle? iKey! Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Some of the little the little weird ones, right? Yeah. iKey and Bookle and... Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The, I mean, it was one of those things where the uh, uh, every now and then there'd be a project that was just like, okay, I'm just going to whack this out, and you know, um, you know, didn't some of those didn't last very long, but uh, they were fun to do and uh, and and get out there. But uh, you know, I I, I said I, I probably saw um, more of any of the books other than Tanya, who had all of them loaded in her head. And I assume that you ate Thanksgiving dinner in the process. Oh, we we cooked numerous Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> <laughs> we have that book almost memorized. <laughs> uh, Lee Gwentner. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Lee Gwentner. It's been a long time. I had to pull up my projects list. I have take control. I'm a copy editor. Take control of getting started with Dreamweaver. Take control of digital TV. And I don't know if they were if I edited any other take control books or not, but it's been a really long time. And I want to say hi to Tanya and Adam. It's just good, good to see you. <laughs> and yeah, faces. I, like, I know these edited, names, but I don't know any I of these I remember that you edited one of my books, but I don't remember which one. It was one of those very early books. So Yeah, I, I may have been here for, from at the beginning. And then, you know, I don't know. We I stopped. I think I you got a job. I, yeah, I had I think a job, were, yeah, uh, yeah. I think you were a so you were a freelance editor in Seattle. I yeah. am now. I have my own company. I've had my own company since 2016 officially. Um, but I was working in high tech until the end of 2015 when I told my company I was retiring. 
And I've had my own um, company since then. And uh, yeah, but I don't really do, I don't really do business or high tech anymore. I'm in the self-help and spiritual realm now. So there you go. Yeah. So I'm working for those woo-woo publishers. (laughs) So if anybody's woo-woo, I'm your gal. Yes, but we were the original woo-woo publisher. Just keep that in mind. (laughs) Okay, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Take control of your inner being. Well, you know, not not to interrupt this, but Adam and I just published this this article in which we were talking about, uh, you know, sort of the the mental health benefits of take control books. Not not kidding. And and Adam said, you know, what if, what if you had like a new thing, you know, tech support as therapy? I'm like, hmm, tech support. Just did something there. Just saying. Never know. Uh-huh. A lot of anger around tech these days. Let's see you go. People. <laughs> Scott? Uh, I'm Scott Canaster. I'm basically a take control hanger on and poser. I would say <laughs> I, I remember I used to write like many of us. I used to write those uh, things made of ink and covers and, uh, and we used to pour our hearts and, and lives into them and not make much money or have much control over them. And uh, a few smart people like Adam and Tanya and uh, other, other original um, people in the team had the idea of, something more egalitarian, smarter, better, uh, less print. And that's where Take Control came from, if I recall correctly. Um, so I watched that, didn't write any books until uh, I wrote Take Control of Switching to the Mac, which I was perhaps uniquely qualified for having worked at both Microsoft and Apple mm-hmm. and um, ending up on the correct side. Uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a funny thing happened after a couple of years of that, there was the infamous um, uh, government-sponsored hack of Google that went through Windows computers, which resulted in Google switching thousands of employees from Windows to Mac essentially overnight. And we got Google to buy a license to the book and um, increase the readership by a lot. So I wrote... I. As far as I can tell, uh, remember, that's the only book I wrote for Take Control. And I got to work with Caroline Rose as my editor, which was a longtime dream uh, to work with the legend. Well, yes, but absolutely not least since she has all the Take Control books in her head. Mm-hmm. Tanya? Uh, wow. It's amazing to hear everybody listing out the different Take Control books that they wrote. I, I didn't really come prepared to list out all the books that I edited or wrote. Um, I did write a few, but um, from 2003 through 2017, I served as editor-in-chief of this very fine crew of people and fine series. Um, Adam is publisher. We're married and you know, our offices are in the same house. And it was just an incredible collaboration, uh, both with Adam, but also I pulled up my resume while everyone was talking to remind myself what all I did. And uh, the bullet point, you know, I got about 15 bullet points, but the one that really stands out for me is collaborated with over 20 authors on over 200 book ideas and outlines. 
which really did happen. And it was just such a, a pleasure to get to hang out with and interact with all these people doing really interesting things in the Mac technology sphere. Um, in 2017, I decided that I needed a little bit of a break and a, a mini midlife crisis. I um, found myself teaching PE at Cornell University uh, with teaching their jogging tours class because I love to run. And Cornell is about four miles from home, so it's very easy to get to. And that led to me deciding that um, actually it'd be fun to work at Cornell. And I, I do that now. So I still uh, do a lot of writing and editing, but a completely different field. And it's just really fantastic to be here right now and to see all these dear colleagues all in one place on my Zoom screen. <laughs> this is kind of intimidating because I feel like I'm in the company of legends <laughs> because of, of, of how much you all have contributed to the community and what you've meant to the community. And the, the just the, you know, some of you, I don't think we're ever on the show because Take Control predated anything I was doing. So, Joe, I mean, I'm going to let you, you and Tanya and Adam kind of take it because, you know, you you all have so many great memories. Where do we even start? How did the idea for Take Control originally arise? I remember when you guys sent out a sort of small circular letter saying, all right. We want to take the wraps off this idea that we've had. Um, but how did you get that idea? And what was, was one of those... and what was what was the important part of the idea? You know what I mean? I mean, I think part of it was um, these are going to be all digital all the time. You know what I mean? Um, uh, royalties are going to work differently than a publisher would do it. That kind of thing. Yeah, I think the, the really key aspect to it all was is that, you know, I'd been writing books for 10 years at that point, and Tanya had been writing and editing for that amount of time as well. And, like, we'd seen the sausage, um, you know, that we, we knew all the ways that book publishing was broken. It was broken financially, it was broken, the schedules were broken, it was broken environmentally, you know, like, everything about it you couldn't tell quite yet from the outside, but if you were on the inside, you could tell that there were better ways to do everything. And, and I think it was kind of, I forget whether it was something to do with PDF or um, online sales or something like that, but it's sort of like, that was like the last piece of the puzzle, which at the some point dropped. The last piece of the puzzle was micropayments. Yeah. Right? The, being able to, to be use... You couldn't just sell something online and have other people pay for it with a credit card because the transaction fees were so high that you couldn't sell a low-priced item. It was going to have to be an expensive item. And something changed with a, a regulation or a service that made it possible to sell something for $5 and not give away the whole $5. Yeah. So basically, so that, that really it was it was a, it was a lot of puzzle pieces, Matt. And you know, and sort of like at some point it just coalesced and was like, oh, we could do this. And and it also helped that frankly, I knew lots of folks like you guys, you know, that 
that it wasn't one of those things like I didn't didn't want to say like, oh, I want to do this myself because that was clearly going to be a whole lot of extra work. Uh, and um, and so, you know, when we had all these friends who who wrote and who edited, we knew we could put out something that was great. Um and uh, and again, solve all these problems, you know, rather than the the 800 page tomes that, you know, you worked on for a year and were out of date before they actually shipped, you know, like that kind of thing. Pages. <laughs> yeah, Michael. <laughs> you must have read one of my books. Well, I, spent, I spent the whole summer before the, the Take Control series launched in October and I spent the whole summer before that editing um, a book about Final Cut Pro for Peach Pit Press. And the book had a deadline. I forget exactly what it was, but it was a deadline based on when Final Cut Press was going to be uh, available. So that was not a negotiable deadline. And it was very clear that we could not possibly meet this deadline with the outline and ambition of the author. And at some point, I remember talking to Adam, like, you know, you know, they could just like give everybody a PDF of, you know, the the eight chapters we really got done and then give them the rest later. You know, we saw there were sorts of conversations about why, why is it necessary to print this thing when it's going to be a huge book when we all know six months from now, there's going to be, you know, a new update to Final Cut Pro. Uh, you know, it won't be that major, but but there'll be changes and the book won't be up to date anymore. And it's sort of a waste of time. And so there were there were some conversations going on in my house. And I think most people who were writing books at that time were having the exact same problem. They couldn't finish writing their book before it was due. And even if they did, they were going to have to write the whole thing again. And the books had to be enormous because they had to fit on bookshelves with the spine facing out and the spine had to be wide enough that the book would stand out and so there had to be a lot of pages and the whole thing was just not really working as software companies started to put their software out faster and faster so i have a, I have a question for for people which is what part of the take control process um, approach was the most different from what you had done before in terms of paper books or certainly or the most different or the most the most enjoyable to be different well I mean, like, one Scott, of them is you've the done thing, a bunch of michael yeah I, well i came to take control from an interesting place because in the early 90s <clears throat> i worked at the voyager company and we had been inventing ebooks we had like the first line of commercial ebooks ever the uh voyager series and um when I heard about Take Control by reading tidbits, I've been reading tidbits for a while, and I heard about Take Control, I'm thinking, my God, we've been validated. Other people <laughs> want to do ebooks too commercially. <laughs> I said, boy, I can't wait to I can't wait to participate in this. And I wrote to Adam, didn't hear back for a couple of years. <laughs> Seriously. Uh-oh. But then oh, he, no. then he like spam. to write a Take Control book. So Email took a long time in those days. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was just so gratified to see that other people wanted to do ebooks. You know, and that was their primary focus, not the one on the shelves, but the one on your computer. And maybe you could get a printed copy if you liked. But the whole, all digital idea just thrilled me. I'll, I'll yeah, tell you. I remember 
What I remember is the royal. First of all, there was the royalty difference. That too. Um, you know, I mean, you're going to get you're going to get a load larger percentage of the of the selling price of the book because there isn't any overhead. You know, um, well, another no thing. Advance, no advance, so there was always a risk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another thing was that that the thing that Tanya just mentioned, which is if you didn't get something right or if something changed, um, all we had to do is put out another edition and everybody would be updated automatically. Um, um, you guys had this system in place where everyone was informed, okay, there's a, there's a new version of this book. Um, and all they had to do was pop around and pick up the, the update. Um, but for me, the most innovative part was Tanya's style of um, presentation. Um, she completely changed the way I explained things. Um, there were all kinds of style. There was there was all kinds of stylistic guidance about structuring things in very short sections and making the title of each section a kind of command or invitation to the reader rather than simply a summary of what the section was going to be about. Um, Tanya liked to to have an imperative in every title. Do this, do that, you know, learn to do this. Sometimes we had to be a little artificial in order to do that. But but a thing that I noticed is that several years later, everybody was doing it. But Tanya was the first person that I knew who who created that style of writing. And it really caused me to to clarify my writing. It was she did me a great service. That's interesting because my first take control of iTunes book, um, we totally changed that. We had one <laughs> word chapter titles, um, play, rip, backup. I don't remember what all but, the but titles they're, But they're all verbs. They were, they were all <laughs> verbs. Yes, yeah. yeah, well, nouns as well. But they, we 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 discussed this for a while because it seemed much simpler. Um, yet it wasn't that simple to come up with that. Yeah, one of the things that one of the things that I think was important about Take Control really was it was a series, and so we wanted all the books to be similar. They didn't have to be identical, and in there were often cases like with iTunes or, I mean, we, you know, we went all nuts with, with that, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, you know, where we, we would break free of the series concept. But I think that was a really, you know, an important aspect of it. And then, you know, again, what, you know, Tanya uh, gets a lot of credit for is by having all these books in her head, she could make them more and more similar in the structural ways for a reader to make them feel comfortable. What was interesting is she did that. There was that uniformity, but at the same time, she let every author have his or her voice. We didn't sound like each other, although we approached the problems in much the same way. So there was both that continuity and variety. There were, there were two things that, that were particularly different for me. I'd come from working on print print books before doing Take Control. And, and, and one was just a rapid turnaround that I didn't have to wait to go through 17 processes that took six months before I ever hoped to see the book published. Uh, and, and like other people have said, you could just update it afterwards if necessary. But probably the, the biggest thing for me was the page count. 
that I, I was used to writing really big books. And not only were they big books, but I never got the impression that the publishers cared how big they got. Uh, I could have said, woken up one day and said, you know, I, I think, oh, there you go. I think <laughs> uh, I, I think there's another 200 pages I'd like to add to the book. And they just say, go for it. Uh, and then I start working with Tanya and she's, you know, 64 pages. That's it. Uh, you're, you're take too long, it's going to take too long to get through this. And, and, and so I found going the opposite way where I just had to keep cutting, cutting, cutting to get it down to to what was going to be acceptable for a take control book. And it was a useful exercise because, you know. Um, the editing process, take control was, the, sorry. It's always good to be sorry to, to learn how to be more brief. You know, like, I, like what's that, that quote that said, I could have written a, a shorter letter, but it would have taken too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, take control was the first time I ever used a modern editing process with modern tools uh, maybe the first time it was ever online, as opposed to uh, marking up page proofs, even though it was the early 2000s. And that was a revelation, you know, to say in paragraph 97, um, make this make this change or, re or respond to a comment. Uh, that was incredible, and it was it was amazing to me that it that it took that long for. Um, well, I don't know when traditional publishers ever got that, but uh, it, it made the book so much better because you could, uh, you were, you were, it was easier to make changes. It was easier to propose and, and have a conversation uh, as the book was being edited. When I wrote, when no, I wrote 2000, oh, sorry. In 2003, when we started, Microsoft Word barely had good enough versioning to enable us to do that kind of collaborative back and forth, just right on the edge of being like, no, I'm sorry, you can't do this. It was just on the other side of the line. And, and they, word has they changed did get, since then. That's, that's right. They, they, did get, they did get a little better over time, but basically we couldn't have done it without that feature that allowed us to, to you know, because Tanya could put in a comment or put in a, a correction and it came back to you with a line through your words and a, a you know a statement of what the new the new wording might look like. And that little technological advance was just enough to allow the entire process to be digital. One thing that people may not realize, um, and again, this was actually a huge innovation from Take Control's perspective, was that we wrote into final layout. There wasn't, one of the things that was broken about the publishing industry was the author would write in Word and you'd send it to your publisher and they'd lay it out along with all the screenshots you sent them and then send it back to you and it would suck and you'd send it back to them and back and forth and back and forth. It was horrible. <laughs> um, and so, so what we said is like, no, we're going to write into final layout, which I had sort of done with Peach Pit um, in, in some, some early books. Um, because I, they used InDesign and you could actually you know, write directly into InDesign. But most authors couldn't do that. But I loved it. It was like, I can change the text on the page so that it fits properly and things like that. Or like, I can see that this the screenshot needs to be with this text. And so doing that was a huge, huge win. And we did bounce over the years. We went from Word to begin with, because as Matt said, one of those puzzle pieces that just was just good enough. We then switched to pages when pages got good enough and better than Word. Um, and then we switched to Nicest Writer once Nicest Writer Pro came back to life and uh, gave us all the power we really needed. Um, but that was, a, that was a really big thing because it wasn't just the author who was looking at that original file. It was the editor. So the editor saw what the author intended 
and was able to go, yay, you're not actually quite getting this, or, you know, these things need to be together because they, the author, the reader will not understand it otherwise. Things like that was just tremendously helpful. Yeah, I agree that that whole process of, of using, using modern change tracking and writing into the layout was huge. Like when I wrote my first book, I, they, the publisher asked for a Microsoft Word file. So, okay, I sent them a Microsoft Word file. Didn't write it in Microsoft Word. But, um, <laughs> but uh, a month or however long later, what I got back from them was a FedEx envelope full of a ream of paper that had was my Microsoft Word document printed out and some copy editor had written on it in red ink, you know, just tons and tons of red ink. And I'm like, so now I got to go back into my word processor and reintegrate all those changes that somebody made by hand. And then I did that. And then, the, you know, the book goes through the process. And then when you get to the end where where somebody else, not not the development editor, not the copy editor, somebody else that didn't previously know anything about this book is responsible for laying it out, making sure every everything, you know, fits on the pages and the graphics are in the right place and stuff. They'll go, oh. Uh, you know, this caption is too long. I'm just going to cut something. Or if only this paragraph were a little bit shorter, a little bit longer, let me just change it. And then I look at the proofs and I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. If this needs to be edited, I can do that so that I don't cause harm. But no, 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 you don't just mess with things to make it fit. Oh, especially when they do it in code. I, I can top that. One book I wrote for O'Reilly, they, they actually had it retyped in India. Oh. <laughs> I got it back with, I mean, wow. I actually got paper back and I, I was going, I'm going through this. I'm like, uh, I, there's so many errors. Like these could not have been in my file. Like I cannot have made these errors. And that's when they, they admitted it. There were, I, I forget it went, it went through several passes, but I think it was something like 600 errors um, wow. in the first one. Yeah. I was just like, wow. you've got to be kidding. <laughs> this 20th anniversary gathering of take control authors is back next time on Mac voices to talk more about the Take Control books they wrote and how their experience with Take Control differed so much from the publishers of the day. Meanwhile, TakeControlBooks.com is holding a special 20th anniversary celebration sale. That means that every book in the Take Control library is only $5. They've rolled back prices to the original prices of so many of the books. Everything is $5 per title. That's TakeControlBooks.com. This is for a very limited time, so please, TakeControlBooks.com, go check it out and pick up those books you've just been thinking about. I'm Chuck Joyner. I'll see you next time on Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.